0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network.
1: It is the Anfield wrap after Liverpool drew 0-0 with Stoke City. We've got Charlotte Campbell, Paul Johnson and Steve Graves with me for the next hour or so. We're going to talk about that game, we're going to talk about Steve Gerrard going to Rangers and we're also going to have a chat obviously about the European Cup semi-final second leg against
2: Roma. Um, Steve it's two points dropped. Yes, it's two points dropped, but the <laughs> The implications of a, the defeat were so much greater than the the difference between the one and the three points, which almost always isn't the case. i don't always, you know, it literally is three times better than, than a, a draw or a win. But on this occasion, while it is, yeah, two points dropped, it just came out, comes out in the wash as not too bad a result. I mean, it just leaves you needing to beat Brighton and, and will beat Brighton, and that'll be fine. Um, You're very but, confident of
1: beating Brighton. I mean, I'm now looking at a season where we've drawn well, we, seven. I mean, we don't only have to be.
2: You know, you can also beat, there's, yeah. there's a number of other routes. Um, not least winning the Champions League, but there's 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 other easier routes than that. Uh, you would overwhelmingly rather be in Liverpool's position than Chelsea's, and it's a toss-up with whether you'd rather be in Spurs as well, everyone keeps forgetting Spurs are involved in this. Um, I'd noticed Conte actually after the Swansea game said. Talked about catching Tottenham, which is interesting. I mean, he's just looking up the table, I guess, you know, directly. Uh, but but it's interesting that that was how he interpreted it. Um, and looking at, again, at managers speaking after the game, Klopp, Klopp said, you know, the, the, the side gave me everything I wanted to see apart from joy, joy and fun or something. <laughs> joy and fun and scoring goals, uh, which I think is probably fair because it is two points dropped, but I didn't feel... I didn't feel like the team, like I say, didn't give didn't give us what what they needed to give us this this weekend. There was a little bit of fortune didn't go their way, and just a little bit of flatness. But we came through unscathed. Injuries wise, we come through absolutely overwhelming favourites to qualify again for the Champions League, and then we go into Roma on Wednesday. I, I, I'm not I'm not going around feeling particularly unhappy today. Not going around feeling particularly unhappy
1: today. It is it's the first one of them for a while.
2: I've been saying in the run up to this
1: game, Liverpool, Paul of of. You know, only Spurs have stopped us at Anfield this season, uh, with the exception of the Mad West Brom Cup game. But if you include the Champions League games, you know, yeah, we drew nil, with with we 5-0 up from the first leg. Mm-hmm. Only Spurs had stopped us. Stoke don't really entirely stop us. You know, I'm not walking around there feeling as though we, we created nothing. But it is something to think about going into next season. Both the depth of the squad right now, you can see that there's a few lads flagging. But also, you can't draw seven home games. You can't draw seven home games and think you're going to win the league.
3: Yeah. Uh, when, when you walk away from the ground yesterday, you, you're walking away and you're thinking, like you've just said, Steve, it didn't seem that flat, but people were saying, you know, we're, we're dropping these so-called easy points. The context of the game for me, I think if we're, maybe, you know, if you're in a title race, I think we, 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 we roll slow over. I generally believe that. But it was one, one thing you pointed out there was about the squads. I generally felt at a point there, you look at your bench and you think, what have I got to bring on here? I mean, you know, some people can question the 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 client substitution. I know we at the ground we think maybe maybe could just you know put woodburn on and, and change it a little bit, bit bit around. But the lack of options was a concern. And you know, obviously we are going to strengthen in the summer, and that the likes of the Stoke and the West Broms and etc. at home, you would hope now a stronger squad. You'd say, okay, it's not quite working at the moment, so we can throw this on, um, or this this person that person again. You know, we scored after four minutes It's a different game, isn't it? And, you know, Mo will say he should have scored. I just think you're right with what you're saying about the squad and that was a good point. Um, but in terms of when, we're, when we've, you know, we we still, we're the only unbeaten un- team in the, in the four divisions yeah. at home. But, you know, I know you say seven draws. If you, you do every game, you wouldn't be happy with that. It's still something to say, you, you know what, we're, it, it, we are making Anfield that kind of forces that we would like it to be. It's just that we need to make sure we are rolling over these these, these poorer teams, so um, poor, quarter teams, anyway. Paul mentions the chances there,
1: Charlotte. It is it is worth, worth dwelling on. You know, Salah can score. You can open the scoring. Um, Alexander-Arnold, I think, misses a really, really good chance that we're maybe not focusing on because we all love Trent and want to see him do really well. But he'll be in the dressing He'll have got home last night and that's what he'll have been dwelling on. There's three or four real opportunities with the ball bouncing around in the penalty area, second half, for Liverpool to do better. There's two... Possibly four very strong penalty shots. My point is is that whilst Liverpool weren't hitting the heights, they were they were getting opportunities against Stoke, and Stoke at times got opportunities against us. It wasn't a it wasn't a dour nil nil.
0: Yeah, it w- I, the extent to which people are taking this game astonishingly out of context is ridiculous. The it it could have easily been a one or two nil straightforward game, perfect setup for Wednesday. It wasn't. I mean, when I rewatched the Salah chance because I was I was on the cop end so I didn't see how how much of a miss that was even the commentators said oh and like they'd already celebrated the goal before it had gone in so it was you know we were very very close for that from that being a routine straightforward win I think probably the um, formation didn't help us didn't help a few of the players the crowd were very unhelpful I mean, I mean we were talking before the, before the game i game. I think everyone can sit here. We don't have to go into Gomez's game. Clearly, he had he had a bit of a nightmare. But I mean, I can't understand how that wasn't sort of a party atmosphere. Everyone sat here looking forward to Wednesday, and people were just on their backs from the very beginning. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't understand it. He's a young kid who was playing in a, in a in a role that I think he was a little bit confused by. But yeah, it could have been a straightforward win. Could have, we could be sat here pretty happy, content, ready for Wednesday.
1: Yeah reminds me Paul of Southampton at home last year Southampton at home last year where we turn up Milner misses the penalty not much happens all of our business we're doing it it's away from home I think that comes after the m over a kick at Watford yeah. and he's got Channel Lucas centre mid and it was you know I remember that game last year and, and Liverpool Tuck nil nil. That was the really interesting thing. Going back to Steve's first point, Liverpool sort of took nil nil Southampton at home last season, and the crowd was into that one more because, the, but it didn't help. It didn't make any difference. They were, you know, and it, if anything, we created more against Stoke than we did in that Southampton game yeah. last year. But it yeah. was, it is reminiscent of last year. We did fall over the line for top four. Maybe that's what we're going to do again.
3: Yeah, and again, I think what you're what you're adding to that is obviously the fact that you you, you, you know you, you've got one foot in the final. So. I, I said to, obviously, Cope and Dave that it's very difficult I mean that I played nowhere near that level. But I remember remember having a, a final um, in midweek and I had the game on a Saturday. And even at, to, to someone at my standard of football, you, 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 your mindset is really difficult because you're just thinking, I only need to just... Even a 60-40 in your favour, you're thinking, oh, hang on, this fellow might want to do me. Here. Stoke, you know, in the past, I don't think they are as... Uh, Physical as they used to be, it wasn't. It don't, it's not. It wasn't a, I, I didn't think it was going to kick us all over the park. I was always worried when Fletcher came on because I thought he might just do it just because, of his history. But if you think about those lads and you think, okay, say we should have probably been one 0 up, and it could have been then a routine win. You know, they, they, they're pushing themselves. Yet they did want to win. But it, it must be so difficult to to put that extra little push in when you know you've got for some of them, for some of them, the biggest game they're going to play in on on, on Wednesday. Charlotte, it's it's a really valid point that we've got this. It's easy for us to think
1: it's really important to qualify for next season's Champions League. I think that. And I think the three points yesterday would have would have, would have took the edge off and we'd be much more relaxed about what, what is to come. I do think that. And I, and I think it's so important for the club on an unbelievable level to ensure we're in this competition again next year. Because if so, the story we can tell to incoming sign-ins, the sort of player we can go for becomes a different player. That's what I think. But it's really easy for me to think that when I'm not the participant that it's really easy to think that when you you haven't got one eye on this thing on Wednesday and then the thing that is to come. It's really just, you know, the manager's got to manage that mindset and sort of accept that that mindset exists. You can't magic it away, it's present.
0: This is the biggest game in almost every player on that pitch's career and they watch Henderson go down, the entire crowd shits themselves. And and I love
1: how everyone in the crowd remembered Uncle Henderson yeah. was there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there. there was that, and and every single player on that pitch would that would have woke them up because they can have one little challenge and that's them mm. out. They've watched they've watched Oxley Chamberlain's season go down go down the pan. That they, they you you can tell them all you want. This game's just as important as the next game, but but this is the biggest game of their career coming up on on Wednesday. So they're bound to they're bound to be pulling out of things a little bit more. Even Salah, who gets a little knock, and everyone around me's. Making me terrified. Even he's got to hold back a bit. So that's what I mean. That you've got to see this this game in, in its context. Not not just fans need to see it in in the context. Every single one of these players will be seeing it, will be seeing it with an eye on Wednesday.
1: It's hard for them, Steve. It's this. It is. I think it's all. It's almost cleaner if. I think Liverpool would have found that game easier. The players would have found it easier. Everyone would have found it easier if they, they were in second place, three points behind Manchester City. I think, it, and still with the games that are either side, I think everyone just sort of then finds it a little bit easier. It, it, people might not like it; they might almost feel as though it sounds like it's unprofessional. I just don't think it is. I think it's important that Charlotte says that. The biggest loads of those lads on Tuesday nights played the biggest game of their lives, and loads of those lads now know the biggest game of
2: their lives actually takes place on Wednesday night. That is that is them as human beings. Yeah, and I mean the phrase you used. Falling over the line, well, we are falling over the line in terms of injuries because because we've managed just about to keep the front three fit. It hasn't felt like there's been that one sort of devastating blow, but there's, there's a whole international midfield missing, um, which which limits all those options and feeds back into to all of that. Um, and yet, they're the human beings. Um, I don't. Always listen to things Alan Shearer says, but on post-match and match of Day when footballers talk about being footballers, um, I tend to listen to them, particularly ones who've really good ones. And he said that that was exactly the performance I would expect from Liverpool after that game. Um, and for what it's worth, he said they'll be fine in midweek as well. But you yeah, know, we'll cling to that. Um, I think it, it, you can't imagine it, and you can't you you, you can't imagine what it's like for, to be one of those players who, out of necessity, has to be playing because if you're say so you are Jordan Henderson, there's no way Jordan Henderson would have played this game if Emery John had been fit, for example. Or or if Emery Can had been the man in possession of the number six shirt the other way around. But whoever's going to play um, on Wednesday uh, as, as Liverpool's probably most important midfielder, wouldn't have been playing in this game, but had to had to be pressed into service um, against the side. I, I thought they were quite physical. I mean, Juve for some reason was decided to kick Moreno quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he read it wrong somehow, but um, I, like I was kind of fine with that. Sorry, I felt like somebody giving him a pass. Yeah. Um, so, um, but um, but yeah, and and they were a big side. I think which probably mitigated a little bit against someone using someone like Woodburn. Um, who might not have been quite as physically ready for, for that, that kind of challenge. Um, yeah, it's really hard. It's, it's, it's really hard to to get in that mindset. I think psychologically, the nature of the chance early on didn't do us any favours unless you score it. Because the one thing you do, if you're the Stoke defence midfield, everyone in that Stoke team, when that happens, is that does not happen again. Mm-hmm. That was the kind of thing, that if it happens on 70, you're not so surprised. But to, get, you know, to go clean through um, so early on, Spotted really well by Henderson, a really good ball. And, um, I think Butland is absolutely all over the place. He's in two minds. Um, I think he, he probably. I think he could. He goes to come. I think he could have come. I think it would say something. It, it would And any yeah. Salah, Salah's in his mind. It's, it's, yeah. it's Salah. Yeah. Um, so I think from from that point on, it became a lot harder because Stoke sort of settled in and, and buckled down to taking a point, which. Um, puzzled by the fact that they did because it's not really much to that, them, they, but weren't, we they weren't
0: trying for a win there that, that, that was there wasn't an
2: onslaught was it yeah. n-
0: not at all they, it looked like they settled for it and then I'm, I'm going to add the layer that you probably don't want to talk about but you add all, all of that fact that we could have scored that they had another thing they had another game on their minds and then you're not helped by an inept referee We're genuinely inept and while we say Stoke aren't physical anymore the bizarre English commentator Habit of saying, "Oh, you know, oh, I think Peters has done really well there to be to be physical, to be so physical." So it, it's, it's not physical. It, it it's what kills it's a, a foul. foul. Mm. It, it's a, it's a foul. Which one? And I mean, it's yeah, what, yeah. yeah. So okay, honestly, yeah. Well, no, genuinely yeah, yeah. throughout the game, it's what kills. Yeah. It's what kills football because mm. he he can't turn the entire game. So they basically just they they bully him out the game, and not in a good old fashioned old good old fashioned English physicality. It's genuinely just cheating. It's not football. And and the referee throughout. I, I, to be honest it's not even just the big the big refereeing decisions i thought throughout he was particularly inept, and he was one of them referees that you can see from the minute he's there. I'm going to referee against Anfield. I'm going to make a statement for the smaller clubs. I'm going to not be swayed by this crowd. It's not being swayed by the crowd. It's genuinely that's just how you referee, and you can talk about VAR as much as you want, but the actual standard of normal human beings refereeing should be far higher than it was.
1: Yeah, Well, just on the smaller decisions, or if they're not even smaller, we can laugh about the Juve thing, but it's definitely a yellow card when he just kicks out at him on
2: the sidelines. Yeah. It's an orange for me because the ball's absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Are we, are we like, just allowing people to kick? But it's it, foul on Henderson. Was was potentially a red card? I was going to say it was off his feet. And um, mm. I mean things like when when Butland spills it and it's it looks like it, you know it might develop into an open goal and, and he and he, he just blocks seller off and mm. referee decides that's a foul. It has to be a yellow card. It just yeah. has to be if he decides it's a foul. Yeah. Um, it was it was baffling and he and he wasn't helped by his assistant for the. For the um the most obvious penalty, I
3: guess. But the, um, I, I said the match, Steve, it's and I know obviously we, we, we could probably do probably three shows on just refereeing and, and you don't want to bore people, but it's the inconsistencies, isn't it? You know, I we, we were all there for the Tottenham game, and you've got a, a liner there who genuinely believes he's 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 God of referees. He literally is getting involved in mm. absolutely everything, disallowing goals, giving penalties, not giving penalties. And then you get one yesterday who should blatantly see a blatant handball yeah. and does nothing, that's and that's cool. the frustrating thing. And we sit here and and you know I know it. Listen, it's a, it's a tough job, and from um, I an mean, loads has been said about it. But you just you, what is it? They keep saying, don't they? Again, people have said it. All oh, the equal themselves out. Brighton, we're going to get about ten penalties because <laughs> generally, if it's going to equal itself out, we we it, God help Brighton. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's it is it is it is f- 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 baffling how we do seem to be getting you know. The, the, the rough end of these decisions.
0: And to add, and to, add to that, it, without making a discussion about VAR, uh, the the thing that VAR won't solve is the fact that in that game, I'd say we paid about 30 minutes of football because Stoke, in that first 15 minutes of the second half where we could have built momentum, Stoke, Stoke kicked us out of the game, cheated their way out of the game. We paid about two minutes of football in the first 15 minutes. VAR will not solve that. In fact, it will make it worse unless you come up with some American-style sort of Basketball stop clock. That there's just not enough football being played, and there's not enough referees prior- prioritizing football over trying to help the little teams out and trying to trying to not make their own judgments on what's football.
2: What well, I mean, I think. You could introduce that stock clock system, it's not like it'd be impossible, I suppose, or it would be a big change to all of our
3: afternoons and routines because we wouldn't get in until about half seven. Um, I've been saying it for ages though, Steve. You know, I know I'm obviously sorry to interrupt you, but you know, I think is it if you if you actually take the you know, matches, isn't it something like it's 65 the minutes? Highest, of, the highest, the highest one of, last of was so why don't you make it 65 minutes? So well, it's or, or, or 70, or, 30, or, 30, or, or, 20, or 20. You,
2: you know, I, I suppose, as a step towards that, you a little bit like over rates in cricket. Um, Mm. The, one of the referees KPIs if I can use that word becomes how often the, how much the ball is in play and maybe mm. that should be 73 or someone mm. someone clever will work that mm. out and it'll be it'll be yeah. a set and, and and they'll be judged against how much actual football gets played maybe they are I don't know mm. but it'll you be. know you bring in I don't know fines the, 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 motions, the not don't get big games if you if only 63 minutes or whatever exactly mm. is played maybe maybe that's a way mm. um or maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's the clubs that you put it on as well. Um, again, you, fines or whatever you, you know you, you look to bring in. Um, but I completely agree. It is you know it it is it was laughable at times. And it, Stoke, I suppose you can't blame them. They're playing within the rules and the setup that we've got at yeah. the minute. But um, but it but it just didn't yeah it didn't feel great.
1: On the Stoke thing, I actually thought they had a bit of a go first twenty twenty five. I think they were trying to they were trying to disrupt us. They were they were trying to play in little little pockets, little moments. But I actually thought they had a bit of a, a go in terms of two up front. There was there there was one point where they had six or seven of theirs in our half, mm-hmm. pressing us. They actually forced a couple of errors for it. And I thought I have got two things I thought. One, bit of a pathway if you come into Anfield next year this. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, there's 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 the, 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 Stoke who were crap. Are showing you that you can get at Liverpool and make the, make the life a little bit awkward, and mm-hmm. you can you can you can do the red thing, and I think that's no bad thing. But the second thing I thought, Paul, was yeah, it's because they need to win. Mm-hmm. And you touched on it before. The one thing that was going through my head all the way through, and and it just shows how little I know, was last fifteen they're going to have to come at us. Yeah, last fifteen they are, and I think the manager makes. I think the manager's thinking the same thing. I think the manager's thinking, well, these need to win. Yeah, and the manager not unreasonably thinks there's going to be at least a five minute spell where they where at least five minutes, maybe more, where they are. Trying to kick our door down, yeah. and then we can we, we can maybe turn them around I think that's one of the reasons why he does chat. He does climb right right wing because right. he thinks well he's got a bit of pace, yeah.
3: might be able to break. But it's it's crazy that there isn't that last fifteen minutes of them having a go. It's what what would he what would he be saying? I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't I? Haven't read any comments that that Lambert's made. But obviously he probably be made up. He's got a point at Anfield. But did did he not think that, that that that's not enough? You know, in the bottom three, they need three points. You'd think they would have a little go at some point. If we're looking back at the actual the solid chance after four minutes if you watch it again I think it might be Joe Allen's got it in the middle Peters who's obviously of a back three actually bombs on he yeah. goes to go because he's going to which you saying here, for the first you know um, ten minutes of it they did seem to have a go so because he'd gone he then got caught out because Allen then falls over hand and slips him in mm. now whether after that he just went you know what I don't go anywhere and he just stuck in but I expected I, I again turned to the lads at the match and said why are these not having a go why are these almost just over the moon to be getting a point when you need so much more and do you know what lads if you are saying oh we'll get a point because we're already down well just have a go no one's going to look back at that if you're a Stoke fan and go remember that point we got at Anfield when we were already relegated if you'd have got to uh, come out and gone at us then maybe potentially I know know, they're clinging
1: on to it have a go lads eh he says post match it makes the last two games versus Crystal Palace at home and Swansea away uh, that puts in brackets really interesting and, and hopefully we get a favour somewhere else along the way if we do next week's game you can probably double the capacity uh, and I think I one of the somewhat I had stoke stoke people on before the game, Steve, and one of the things that that uh, and one of the things that was being said to me, and I, as someone who also watched Stoke uh, Stoke go to Burnley said it as well, is that they don't have ninety minutes in them. Mm. And I just sort of wonder that Lambert knows, you know, you think about the subs that he makes if he's almost just gone. Well, we're shattered. If, if we're, we're either going to get one 0 up and hang on, we might just might get a mad second half break. But broadly speaking, if you know, we've just got to hang on for dear life because we're shattered. We can't run for ninety minutes.
2: Yeah, I mean, Crouch being an obvious sort of example of of, of that, and not not the only one. But um, I mean, Shaqiri as well. You know, was thought he was he was lively early, and then you, you don't you don't really see anything of him. You know, as as the game starts to wear on. Um, again, I think fitness and. Um, yeah, fitness issues essentially hold him him back. Fitness with a, not not injuries, but just literally getting through games. Yeah, um, which is you know it's one of those reasons why players who are obviously really good aren't, aren't playing at that top level, at the, and they are playing for Stoke. So it's always a bit of a trade off. Um, I think the, the difference between I watched this once again when you watched um, uh, Jordan and Andre Ayu and, and you, you saw the, the sort of energy that they put into their performance was just so different. Um, but ultimately. Once he lost the game and Stoke drew the game, so it, it. I think Crouch. It's difficult because if you ask me going in as if you make me Stoke manager next week, then I'm thinking I'm going to pick Crouch every week because he's so unique and he's you know he's got sort of oddly brilliant technique and and, and really hard to deal with and we've seen him be hard to deal with and he's not like he's, he's lost any pace really. Um, he, he seems like pretty much the same player, but yeah. I think it holds them back so much at times. Um, you see, particularly the, the few times, even when they get set pieces, they get sort of free kick halfway inside our box. He's still standing 25, 30 yards from goal to win the header, and then they just hope it's just a lottery, really. Then um, I think that they are they are really in need of massive change um, and overhaul if they're gonna if they do stay up somehow by hook or by crook. I think the the, the Lambert thing maybe they sacked well they definitely sacked Mark Hughes too late. We all know that. And I think, but I think what you what you do when you do that is that. that He gets to come in as, I'm the consultant, I'm the firefighter, but this isn't on me, really. This isn't, you know, what what it's about. He he said in his post-match, if they'd have played like this, you know, back in October, he said, well, firstly, I wouldn't be here. And secondly, they wouldn't be in this. And he's a little bit, when you see a manager talking about they rather than us, um, I think that's understandably where he is. And I think if he feels the draw at Anfield, if he's maybe not at Stoke next season, things like that, stand him in pretty good stead. Third place, him I suppose. It really isn't his fault. Uh, in the same way that players sometimes get to play in front of
1: a, either a potential new suitor or get to play in front of a certain put a certain performance, and you get the impression they are thinking to themselves, yeah, that's one that might uh, might might help with the arm a move. Bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it does happen. Does happen in football. I think
2: if, you, if you're him, you think Stoke might go down, but I might stay up, um, and that that would be well. It wouldn't be unreasonable. Well, Lambert, so Lambert, the, 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 which I always think is always badly
1: characterised, but the, the the idea of the the roundabouts of a, of of the managers and we all know the ones. Well, if you're Lambert, you're probably thinking there's an Alan Pardew shaped uh, shaped hole in that now, and I might be able to fill it and get that, and then I've got True.
2: before yeah. I know where I am after the Premier I, League. And potentially a Sam Allardyce shaped hole, and at some point Roy Hodgson will be too old to, yeah,
3: <laughs> promote, surely.
2: Um, so yeah, He's may, maybe me and then the, the, He's the, the me next me man and on, on on the, on the merry-go-round, and, and David Moyes may may find himself suddenly. Um, going slightly up in the pyramid again because he has that odd once he strings a few results together people seem to think he's a good manager again <laughs> so um, so yeah it'd be interesting to see how that develops
1: uh, Charlotte the Liverpool performances we will gloss over to Gomez because I think he I actually think he has under the circumstances an okay second half given how absolutely abject he was at times in the first but I, I'm not here to slaughter, slaughter a 20 year old Liverpool player who I should say it wasn't quite clear what he was playing but I think that the not quite clear where he was playing thing was it was a bit of a problem for Trent as well. I'd argue it's a bit of a problem for Danny Ings. Is he meant to come in and just be play like Mane, but but in that sort of position that really doesn't have a name? Your left hand side, sort of creative, expected to join the attack, expected to fill in the midfield. It's not a number ten. It's not not a number eight. It's not a left wing. You know what I mean? I think there was a lot of players who were asked to do things that were just a little either beyond them or. Stuff that they're just not used to, or both
0: yeah, I think there was two things firstly, Gomez and Trent without going on to Gomez just in positionally, it looked like they were both very congested on that right, both sort of thinking they were playing fullback, but Trent also knowing he was meant to be playing in midfield, so i think I think it didn't work then, and also then the balls that they were playing were coming from. They were just coming from too deep and it wasn't working. Clavan was determined to do this weird little Clavan dink that he thinks is <laughs> his signature move. But again, it's not it's not going into the final third. That was just going to midfield. So there were all these slightly nondescript balls going going from deep into the midfield that were just not helpful. And then we didn't really have a midfield, so which I think Milner really helped with. He's put pro- He's probably my man of the match when he comes on, but I think I think that really helped. I don't think Jeannie's probably suited to playing where he was being asked to play, which was sort of a number six. I don't think he I don't think he I thought he was all I thought he was all right. I thought he had quite a good game, but I don't I don't think it's his best position. And we're missing so many players that play in between the lines that that Danny was Danny was being asked to play that and and it's and it's just it's not gonna suit him. So I think you miss Marnay and Oxlade. A lot in that sort of game because there was just too much of a separation. It felt felt like that sort of flat two midfield was just not was not connecting at all to the um, to the forwards. So yeah, no, I I thought I didn't I didn't I, I know we were sort of hamstrung by who we had available, but I just did, I thought that formation didn't help us.
1: There's there's a lot in sometimes what you miss, and I think you have to be careful that some players. Ings could well have be been one of them. You know, you get a long injury layoff, and they get better and better in mind, Paul. But that, for me, yesterday was a an absolute crystal clear shout it from the rooftops about everything that Manny has been doing for us in the last few weeks and months. Yeah. And even when at times I think that Manny, as a player, he can have a bad first touch. You can, there's bad first touches and bad first touches there's a lot every player has a bad first touch sometimes some look like really bad ones mm. so you've just had a bad first touch you lose it but it can just look like oh that was sound. you had it nicked off you sometimes when has a bad first touch you're like whoa what's yeah, going yeah, on there yeah, yeah. and you've had that a little bit but the extent to which just Everything he's been bringing was lacking, and that is you know, everything. Everything, you know, all of those qualities you were able to basically go. Well, that's not there. That's not there. No one's doing this. This isn't happening. And I thought it was. It was quite painful, actually, and it made you go, "Hang on, we might need to. Uh, this might be something firstly to think about in the summer, but secondly, this is a. It's a screaming oh, hole of how good there for Sadio Mane has been.
3: It, it is as well because he's had his critics, hasn't he? And he's, he's had a lot of stick for when you look at his stats. He's actually had a fantastic season again but it's the what what sticks in people's minds is that poor touch or that the finish or not scoring it against um, Everton and, and and things like that i, I think of the cloud and people's judgments and like like the old saying is you, you don't know what it is that you've got till it's gone not having him there yesterday it was evident that you know we miss him and my biggest one Neil, like you just alluded to it was the fact that it's almost like if, as you say Charlotte, that Danny Ings has come in and he's expected to do a job and, and you know we, we, we it maybe he hasn't got the quite the attributes to do that position because it's, like you said, what is it? What What is the role? I think it's clear to me that it's almost if, if the way we play, we need sort of players that are complete like for life. So, you know, if Marnie goes was injured, you're bringing in whoever, Lamar, whoever it might be. Because I think trying then to play other players in in that position, it, I, I think they're going to struggle. And it's sad, I don't want to write Danny Ings off, not at all because I think he's probably better as our middle Three, I think you yeah. probably do a better job than than being for some of the wider players But it does like you've you've said about in the summer, you know mm-hmm. what what do we look for? I think we can say that about Ings, Steve. But what I would say is
1: he's got to play as the middle one of the three last week. And I'd have, you know, if we'd have all sat in this room, I'd have said, "You don't have to get to see what you what you don't have when Firmino's not there." <laughs> I'd have gone through, you know, it is worth yeah, saying yeah. that they are three remarkable footballers, three really quite unique footballers. All three of them, you know, they are. It's quite difficult to go and do build and block. Identify well, he's a lot like him, and he's a lot like him. Yeah. There's not there's not a ton of it about. But the other thing I would sort of say as well though is are also three footballers who have been playing this synchronized football together now for so long, yeah. and everyone else knows what they're doing. It's difficult to. Come into And if you're coming into it and you're not in the same ballpark of class, and I, th- I don't think that's unfair on Danny Ings, I don't think he is in the same ballpark of class as Sadio Mane. It's hard then to sort of, t- just to pick it up.
2: Yeah, it, it, it is It is really hard. It, and it's whether we need, I mean, it's, it's kind of a I mean point now, really, given how few games there are, that, that we're not going to need to hopefully get the three of them on the pitch anyway. But if, if you were, you know, looking earlier in the season, did we need to develop a system that, that, catered for this the whole Coutinho thing kind of clouds out a little bit because and the Lalana injury I think as well and now Oxley chamberlain so in terms of other players to put in the front three who are at least in that class of footballer maybe not as a front three player but I I think Lamar's an interesting one because I think you're looking in the summer to sign someone who's maybe as good as Sadio Mane who already operates in that area I think that's I think we're still a tough sell to those people because they're such good players it may be the player who may be like Lamar who's played a bit more in midfield at the minute is one, you convert and you sell it to them as you won't play as many games because I'm converting you mm-hmm. into this position. That might just about work. Um, it's, I think the, the money thing, we've talked a lot, I, I suppose, about the extent to which he's, he's become a sort of number 10 at times, like a number eight kind of dropping, coming in, you know, and, and joining in a lot. Um, whereas you, you, if he was playing on the right, perhaps he'd, he'd be more likely to, to hug the touchline. Um, I think that development as well, it kind of, has helped paper over a few cracks in midfield. I think just cracks just in terms of legs and stuff. Um, mm. And it gets a little bit exposed when when you've got players, I think, you know, still on sort of Henderson's on a kind of recovery schedule and probably isn't shouldn't be playing as many games as he is. Um, you've got, you know, Milner obviously has played probably more games than a lot of us expected. Although maybe not more than the manager expected. I think, interestingly, again, if I was going going to pick the, the team again, I'd have considered Milner in the front three. Um Milner in that role Warrings plays, at least for a, a half an hour in the game, because um, I think that's possibly the only thing I can sort of see. Could work. What he does, what he does when he makes the subs is he does
1: go either four four one one or four two three one, depending on what, how you care about the numbers, Charlotte. But it is noticeable to me what Steve said there about you know rather than trying to trying to. Um, sort of just say we're playing our shape and this is this is what we're doing. And yes, I think it was being tinkered with around Alexander Arnold and Gomez a little bit, but it was still this is the 433, these are the three. It's interesting that his subs turn us into turn us into something that's more more look, looks more almost more traditional 442.
0: Yeah, I think Milner is brought on as well just because I think what we lacked as well, as I said before, was someone who's going to be able to transition from the midfield into the into the front front uh positions. And Milner just brought Energy on sort of instantly and and gave us a midfield because I don't think we had a midfield before that. Um, Klein, I don't know, has he been getting criticism? I thought he was all right. I
3: think I don't. I think it was maybe just the fact that he potentially I thought he was going to drag Gomez and maybe put Klein as a straight swap. But obviously he's thinking of Trent for, for the um, yeah. The, for, I don't and think Trent Klein, got a knock, didn't he? Yeah, and he is. So I think it was maybe there was a, potentially could he have maybe brought more of a forward thinking player on? But like you said, Neil, maybe he was thinking he might come out and Klein get in behind. I don't think maybe Klein got this, and maybe it was just a question mark about the actual sub. But um,
0: yeah,
3: that Klein finishes the game at right mid. I mean, you know, you can say well uh,
1: he's got to lanky, he's Well, he doesn't. He doesn't use his third sub. He's got Talanke up and sitting there. I was expecting him to go last ten to hook. Gomez That's
3: drop climbing we and yeah. do
1: something off the right. That's what I was thinking he might yeah. do, but he, he he chooses not to for for whatever reason.
3: You've got you know been on the bench and, and, and you know he hasn't he hasn't been in and around the scene for for a while now. We're perfectly, you know, there's no real pressure on him. You've you know go on and go on and score one with your left foot from thirty yards, mate, and and make yourself. <laughs> See, and, I, 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 I
2: I just I don't think there was no real pressure on him. I think. To have conceded a goal late in that game, maybe because I'm going to say Bembelbum would miss a tackle, or you know, or maybe because just a big lad knocks him out of the way, and um, and then suddenly Stoke have got in, or they've got a set piece. Yeah. I mean, they they do nearly score, and that would have made we would be in such a different situation. Do you think it takes the point? You have then? to go to Chelsea and get something. Do you think it takes the point? Absolutely. I think to a certain extent. I mean, you look. I think the Henderson injury is at an interesting time. Um, in that everyone goes well, like not just the crowd, but I think the players all realize the extent to which. This is really you know what what we're really thinking about, um I think you see yeah he doesn't throw he doesn't throw on Solanke, which i think could have could have been something that could have just been disruptive if you really wanted to change that i think he you know he, he looks we do we do the highlights i said they went from they went from forty five to seventy five um in one cut, and i think that that kind of told the tale of it, although we did come back seventy from seventy five onwards and have some opportunities and create some chances i think he takes. He takes the point in the way that he takes the point at Everton, in that we might still win the game because we're well better than them. So let's keep playing football quite high up the pitch and making chances high up the pitch, but let's make sure nothing's happening at the other end. Of the, at the other end, and um, I suppose from that point of view, it's, it works out. Um,
1: the one thing that the other, one, the other thing that stood out to me as well was was Moreno, uh, Charlotte, in that he puts one fabulous ball in. But I've seen this happen to Liverpool left backs before. I think we would all agree that he did reasonably well in the first half of the season if not even a little bit better than that now it does sort of seem and maybe it's just because of the nature of the games that he's got to play in maybe it's the nature of the players who are around him Charlotte, but it does seem like this team has ever so slightly evolved past him and the lad who currently occupies the left back shirt the, 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 it, it's not quite night and day but there is a significant gulf
0: Yeah I think it's very difficult being a player coming into this team that isn't part of the regular team that hasn't been on the sort of journey that the rest of the team's been on so Moreno missed out a huge chunk of it pro isn't part of everything amazing that we've done over these past few months and so yeah i think it's a combination of us not of us knowing how good we can be when our fir- when it's our first 11 so not trusting sort of anyone that tries to come in on it because that he's not been part of what we've seen but also yeah i probably i don't think i i think it's probably time that we look beyond Moreno that the sort of mistakes he was making prior to his good spell were not we're not ones that I think will disappear with Moran. I just, I think he's good enough to be starting in a, in a team below us without the sort of preconceptions that I'm always going to have over <laughs> Mourad. And they can't. I, I'm, I'm not sure he can get rid of them.
3: I would pay him whatever he has a week just to stay with Bobby. Just yeah. literally to keep Bobby happy because I'm sure, obviously they 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 they've got obviously a lot of social life over And it was Phil, it was but and I literally if I would literally say keep him, I'll be just so we keep Bobby happy. I think he should <laughs> like skip. a Jimmy Five Belly. Yeah, die. almost that. Yeah, let yeah. him get really fat and uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, it doesn't play. It just, <laughs> just keeps Bobby happy. I think you should
2: score after, after the handball. He he tries to he tries to because he's so un, so lacking in confidence on his right foot. He tries, but the chance is there for him, and he tries to like back it a brilliant. Not, it's not great yeah. for audio this, but you know what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah, trying to he's yeah. trying to sort of flick it with the outside of his left foot. Yeah. I just think he could probably volley it on his right and score. <laughs> yeah. um, and and take, and I think part of that is not having that sort of I'll settle the argument instinct. Because um, he's already thinking penalty, um, and, and part of it is just because he really, really, really can't kick a ball with his <laughs> right foot. But,
0: but he wasn't stand out bad.
2: No, he wasn't stand out no, bad. No, no, one of his, one of his well, yeah, he was better
1: than when he was against West Brom. He was
0: basically fine.
1: Yeah, he was better than he was against West Brom. He was no, he was basically fine. I, I think it's really interesting to be able to talk about these players when you get to say, well, he, he did all right. But you can see the limitations, if you see what I mean. Whereas with Ings, I don't think Ings did do all right. Gomez, we touched upon, I do want to come back to it, but I don't think Gomez does do all right at all. Whereas with Moreno, if you if you sort of go and well, he's played a seven out of ten there, he's done all
2: right,
0: and I think that's good for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Know, it is. But you then but you then Which are is going, where he
0: needs to move on exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. I think yeah. to be more positive and in similar vein, I thought Clavin did fine, and I think that if you're looking at the Champions League final, we're in Kiev and Loven's taking a knock. I think of all of those kind of fringy players who you're not that. You know, you know, lads. Who, if Robertson takes a knock, I'm, I'm mm. not happy. Um, <laughs> but I think if if we had to play Clavin in the Champions League final, I wouldn't feel like Clavin is is sticking out like a sore thumb as mm. as as not not belonging in this company. I thought he did pretty well, and he seems to play quite well with Van Dijk. <laughs> Um
1: On the Gomez thing, and I, I don't want to. As I say, this isn't just this. This is as much about again what you get to see when when something else isn't there. I felt a bit sorry for Gomez when it wasn't going well for him. And people talk about the crowds. Trust me, what he was getting from the crowds was probably nothing in comparison to what he was getting from Henderson and Van Dyke. Van Dyke was... <laughs> Van,
0: Van Dyke, Dyke and, couldn't
1: deal with him. I've seen Henderson earlier this season going bananas at Gomez on the pitch about the fact that, why, why are you there when you should be 10 yards further up there? Mm. And we spend a lot of our time, and I think we have done all the way through the season, Paul, saying, Gomez is doing well here at right-back. And I, I wonder if this is one where, as a spectator of a football match, you might think that if you're living that football match mm. and you are Henderson, where you want to play a quick ball and that's where it should be, oh, he's not there, he's there. Mm. If you're Van Dyke, the same thing's happening, he's not there, he's there. You could well be going to your gaffer going. He's, he's got to be brave and he's got to go five, ten yards and you understand why he isn't because I think he is a centre-back. For me, yeah, it was a real, forget the quality of the performance almost where yeah. I think he really <laughs>
3: struggles. For me, it's a real,
1: your starting position's just all wrong. Yeah.
3: Well, if you, and you know yourself, that they're, they're, they're Doing all these drills, they they're playing this system all week in training, ready for the game. You probably you know they probably know the team the day before or whatever it is, and and they've got the people in a position. If he's being drilled to play in a certain way and then he's not doing it, and as you say, he's getting slaughtered by Henderson, that must be frustrating. Because you you mentioned it before about Moreno and and Gomez, they're not in that system all the time. But if you you train, you train, you train, and then he's not doing it, you can understand why he is getting. You know, your captain saying to him, and Van Dyke saying to him, from a crowd point of view, they probably don't get onto that, and it's more the bad port, the bad ball, or, the bad ball or, or whatever he does wrong. You can understand why the players are on his back. Because if, if if you're in the system and he's not doing what he should be doing, that he that he's told on the Friday or whatever, it must be frustrating. I mean, first half, first half, he's
2: the furthest player away from the manager, and I think it, it didn't. It, it was Van Dyke and Henderson having to tell him all the time, get wider, get wider. I don't know if I don't think he's helped by the fact that the club's current first choice right back. Is playing in midfield, but was also moving across to the right a lot. I mean, you know, Alexander Arnold. I think you know, you, you saw him joining Salah a lot. I think they wanted Salah to play on Peters because Peters is one of the worst players in the league, and that it, I guess he might have felt there's a bit of congestion ahead of me there. Um, and so, what? So, what's my role here? Uh, and I think a little bit of naturally, like Van Dijk, such a commanding presence in this side, and, and so assured that. You stick quite. Clo- I'd stick close to. Him. If, I was, if I was right back, yeah. if I was right back, I'd feel like nothing bad could happen. If what, I stuck what if he was
1: closer. telling you to get away from me because then you'd fucking get away from him, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you can't call him a
2: commanding presence
1: and then no, ignore the command. I know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, just a reassuring presence. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. I mean, I, I hadn't really, I hadn't always been convinced by the centre back thing in the past, but I think I probably am now. At least, at least in a three, I think at, at times as well, he'll he'll um, he'll be a useful asset there it's an area where we're pretty blessed so going forward both for Liverpool in the short term and Gomez in the long term I think it'll all work out fine
3: I think I've think I, I said the same he looks like he's, got, he's going to be a classy centre half I just he's only young so yeah. this is something that comes with it it's just whether I I, 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 I've just got concerns about him at centre
2: half about his, his size decision and making well decision making size and physique I think I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure he's Quite strong enough to yeah. deal with some of the the real, you know, with, with the Lukaku's and yeah. um, even the sort of Harry Cane's, you know, mm-hmm. players who, who are very physical and not afraid to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you sort of you don't you don't know whether you've got that until you until you haven't got it and you suddenly struggle. He looked great in Spain. He looked great as a Spanish centre. He's the sort of player
1: you you know. For instance, if yeah. he if he plays for I don't want to just use a as a comparison, but if he plays for Sporting
2: Lisbon, he's currently started thirty three yeah. games this season and he looks silky. And than the El-Lori the, the Laurie thing's an interesting slight, just like niggle that's in your mind about a player who 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 doesn't just quite develop and kick on like that. So we'll
1: see. We will indeed. Um, Salah doesn't get his goal. Uh, Firmino works very, very hard. We've covered Ings, uh, and we've gone right the way through most of the side. Uh Goalkeeper has a bit of a funny afternoon. Um, he's Charlotte. It's an afternoon where it was actually a little bit of a reminder that it's actually quite hard to play in goal for Liverpool in lots of ways. It's not quite hard to play in goal for other sides. Other sides, you, you, you stop things, you come for crosses, you punch them far away. We aren't. Um, that was a real. We wanted to bring Stoke onto us because we thought they wanted to. They wanted to come onto us. So what we started to do was was have it play out from the back. You've got a crowd who are getting a little bit edgy around that around you. And yet those players in front still say, go on, give us it 30 yards.
0: Yeah. My worst thing in life, by the way, is the crowd when they go mentally and hang, hang, hanging on for it to it for a couple more seconds. But I think probably today was more difficult for him just because of everything else we're discussing. It, it was a strange defence. It was difficult to see who was playing in defence. Trent was sometimes there. Gomez, I didn't know what he was doing. Then we had a midfield that was sort of s- stuck in between two stalls. So I think that I, I think it just made it more difficult for him. I don't think it was a particularly bad game. I'm still not 100 percent convinced on him. But
3: any other business? I just uh, it's it, it, since he's had his run of games, he, he's shown that he, he is a, a capable goalkeeper. Whether he's the answer, we don't know. I
2: think just. A couple of positives again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't know. Why, why, it's so right, key. Steve. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: firstly, Nathaniel Klein. we Steve
1: been having a lovely afternoon. We're going to a beer festival and everything. So you know, um, he's up um, for isn't he? Looking fantastic. Doesn't he look great?
2: Um, Nathaniel Klein. while I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he's going to threaten Mane and Salah um, for for sort of wide forward positions. Looks pretty much fit and pretty much like a footballer. Starts football Chelsea doesn't he? I think he starts at Chelsea. I think were to be that Robertson injury that would panic me. I think he probably plays left back in Kiev, for example, or um, or, or in Rome. I suppose we'll start there. Um, Clavin, I've mentioned, and, and I, I guess Alexander Arnold. It was a mixed day for him, but I think you saw that he could play in midfield in, in a pinch in, in in his team, which we might well need. Um, so there's three positives. Yeah, excellent. Uh, good, 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 solid positive work. Um,
1: <laughs> Steven Gerrard. Then let's move ourselves along. (laughs) Steven Gerrard, Charlotte. Steven Gerrard's gone to Rangers. How do you feel about this?
0: Do you know what? I'm not asked. (laughs) I don't feel as asked as I should be. That it's a little topic that we're coming on to. Yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, I think it's a strange move from them and a strange move for him. Uh, I'm glad it's. I'm glad it stops the conversation about him from some strange fans about him being the next uh, mm, Liverpool wait till
2: they win three in a row
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: will I get beat three
3: in a lot yeah. of time at the moment
2: by the <laughs> way myself yeah,
0: yeah I'm, not, I'm not I'm not that arse to be honest now so maybe. well,
1: I think, I think you're going to be as Steve says when they win three in a row in next September Klopp's getting knocked out to the third round of the League Cup Yeah. Uh, so you think yeah.
0: that's not going to stop the conversation that I hate you no think it's, it's not going to stop the conversation that you hate no okay. no no
1: um, it's not going to stop that conversation but I mean maybe
3: I'm wrong maybe I'll be proven wrong Um. Oh, I think it's it's a unbelievable opportunity um I, th- I think when you you know, all right, they're not the club they want to be, in, and obviously they're probably a long way from being at that level. But he can go and get that experience of 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 managing a, a team um, with the fan base, even if they haven't got the finances behind them at the moment, with the fan base and and the passion. As you say, he could get a couple of wins. He could become this, you know, he, he, he could in theory become a, a Rangers legend over 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 you know course of half a season or something. And I just think it then, you know, there would be no problem with him then stepping back when needed. I'm not gonna I'm I'm also with you, Charlotte. I don't I don't think he's ready to raw management. And why would he be when we've got Jürgen Klopp? Yeah.
0: How do they feel about it?
1: I think that well, I the one thing I think is I think what he can do for Rangers, and I can understand why Rangers are going for him, in that he could he could probably you could probably convince a lot of bottom half Premier League players to go up there and be really, really good if you've got Stephen Gerrard as manager. For me, it's a real. They've probably looked at the work he's done with the under 18s the way he's carried himself and handled himself, which is not giving it the big one, which is being quite calm about it. And I think that they've sort of concluded, all right, so if we get in, we can get a lot of lads who are like Scott Sinclair. And Scott Sinclair went up there and took the piss. Yeah. And I think they think they can get the Scott Sinclairs in.
2: Yeah. I mean you get Rangers on on the news and in the news and being talked about in a way that's it's been a few years. Um and yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I, I like things that I like things that like if they happen on football manager you go, Oh pretty <laughs> Like that's that's a yeah, you know, like you'd be in a, in a press conference, Rangers manager Stephen Gerrard says, yeah. Well, fucking you know? hell yeah. um so it, it is like yeah, fifth season football manager type stuff. <laughs> Me and, and Steve once played a football manager game
1: joint where um where Frank Debort Frank Tabor was a Liverpool manager, he got sacked, he gave Steve the job, so Steve got the Liverpool job, and Frank Tabor went and took a job at Bradford Park Avenue. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and they were and they never went anywhere or did anything. It wasn't like he were in, even in Division Three or anything. It was like Frank Tabor had a breakdown. <laughs> Genuinely like he's had a complete breakdown. And we kept checking on him like he did three years at Bradford Park Avenue. Like, <laughs> like like poor Frank Zed's gonna have to lose that Liverpool job. the,
3: the Evo stick or whatever yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Poor Frank Zed's
2: gonna have that Liverpool job, he's just having a quiet time, <laughs> sorting himself out. (laughs) I mean, Rangers—they've got—they've got got an interesting squad because there's there's a couple of players there who are actually quite good. Um, They've just quietly gone from having the lads you need to get you up three divisions into having the lads that you need to make some kind of challenge on this really difficult thing, which is to to break the sort of Celtic dominance. But I think if you look at where Celtic are in a cycle at the minute, they are going to need a lot of work. Um, They may lose the manager. They may they certainly, if they want to equip themselves to do anything that's of any value in Europe, are going to need to make some big changes. Uh, players like Scott Sinclair, who just aren't performing in the way that they did when they first came in, um, maybe the ones that they have to get upgrades on. So Celtic, they might just catch Celtic on an off season. It might just be a bit of a if they're looking at a model, I suppose you'd say Dortmund, um, in the in the last few seasons where you look at you get that, you you are ready for that point when the other team who dominate just have to, of necessity, have some kind of rebuild, um, some kind of change, maybe they make a bad decision if they if they do lose the manager and have to appoint a different manager and and you're ready to ready to go for it. I think it's a little bit unfair on, on Gray Murty. who's done a, a pretty good job in terms of, of balancing things for them, but I think that'll stand him in good stead in terms of getting a, a sort of championship or even a lower Premier League, probably a championship job in, in in England or, or, you know, one of the better jobs in Scotland. The
1: the one thing it does do, Charlotte, is it does make it crystal clear he's got an ambition to be a manager. And my thing about that is for a while, I was wondering whether or not Stephen might just be, for at least five, ten years of his life, Almost quite happy to 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 do to do the the coaching of the the under eighteens, maybe move to the under twenty threes, almost plan a, a five years. Like you always got the impression the move to America was ever so slightly Stephen looking for a bit of a quiet life. I do think that, it, that it, this is a shift, I thought. I thought when he took the eighteens, he'll do a couple of years of this and he'll settle and he'll he'll have he'll have a decent home life. And for whatever reason, whether it's a competitive instinct or something like that, he's clearly gone. No, I want more than this. And now he's ended up with this, which does therefore say he thinks that this is his future.
0: Yeah, it, it's a it's a bra- Brave move for him, and and he's not resting on his Liverpool laurels. That he could have just stayed round the academy for a long time, taken some ambassador roles, you know, quite easily, been a coach there. So it is a brave move from from him. It's pro- probably not the one that a lot of people would have looked at and said he's going to be he's going to be the man a, 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 a successful manager in the future. I'm assuming he's going to take some Liverpool academy kids with him probably have some sort of relationship I hope he takes Bogdan I can't believe <laughs> yeah. I can't believe he's still there I think Stephen knows him, how shit there? Bogdan yeah. is yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
1: think he's sitting around going Bogdan's good every, <laughs> I like every time I see his little head I can't
0: believe he's still
2: there I think yeah. I like the idea of um, I think footballers we talk a lot well we talk a lot but maybe not enough about the human sides and, and what, what do you do when you've been such a great player and his ambition, I suppose, should be that people, when when Steven Gerrard retires, or you know, when his obituaries are being written, people go, "Look, the, the great manager Steven Gerrard." And by the way, he was a brilliant footballer as well. Yeah. And there's very, very few uh, people who who get to achieve that. Yeah. But you, you should try it. I think at 35, 36, um, because if you if if you're giving up on life at that point, it's probably not a great place to be. in no matter how much money you've got or fame you've got, and and we rightly, I think, you know, people rightly criticised some of the. The, the TV, you know, people who go into TV without having chanced their arm at management at least had a go and w- why would you not? I think good luck to him and I think that the whole, you know, the whole Rangers thing, it, I don't want to buy into that that idea that, you know, that sort of sectarian nonsense. I think, um, I think it's it's a good opportunity for him um, if, you know, if you can't sort of wish him well and, and be pretty mean-spirited really. Okay. Uh, wishing Liverpool well. Liverpool go to Roma
1: um, on Wednesday. And Paul, it's a funny one to sort of try to try to do a, have a conversation about beforehand because I think that unless something dread something dreadful has happened, we'll pick it, we can pick the team. Yeah, you know the team in that is now in a situation where it picks itself. Yeah. Um, so we'll just do it very, 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 very quickly. It'll be Carriers in goal. It'll be Alexander Arnold at right back. It will be uh, Lovren and um, Lov- Lovre, Lovren and Virgil. Uh, it'll be Robertson at left back. Henderson, um, Milner and Wijnaldum, uh, and then the front three: Salah, Firmino and uh, Mane. Mm. That's it. I mean. The, the only worry unless unless he decides to do something mad hold money back because about, the thing I was about to say was my only worry about the entire enterprise is he hasn't got a sub mm-hmm. is there isn't someone he can bring off the bench and everyone will go right okay something's a bit different now and I do wonder whether or not that'll be playing on his mind whether or not he will think I'd like a sub mm-hmm. because the thing is that unless it's Nathaniel Klein you know you, you're basically going through that going well the, 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 unless it's Nathaniel Klein because you want to go to three at the back or something like mm-hmm. that it's very very difficult to say what your sub is yeah
3: I I think as you say, the, the eleven rolls off the tongue, but bit barring any injuries or knocks. It was what we mentioned earlier, wasn't it, about how the front the front three are so fluid and so good at what they do that, that there isn't anyone who, who we've got in our current squad who can can do that job. So, yeah, I think he knows that. I think we as fans know that. Probably the, the, the team know that. So it's a case of just just doing that. I think Manny should be fine in terms of, you know, the, the rest of them yesterday. And all and talk was that it was only a slight knock. So I think he will play him, Neil. As you say, I think he, he thinks, and I feel personally sitting on this table, that the 11 we've got are good enough just to beat Roma. And and then it, I know totally, you know, I'm hopefully we're not being overconfident, but I just think it will be a tough game. But if we can go there and keep it tight, um, you know, maybe not concede like we did against City I think we'll score the difference um, Cope was mentioning that or, or Dave was mentioning that um, Richardson you know James Richardson mm-hmm. the, uh, the the Italian football yeah. guy was saying the difference between the Barcelona and the and the Liverpool games was that when Roma came back from the 4-1 defeat against Barcelona Roma felt hard done by there was a couple of lucky goals a couple of deflections yeah. they had a few chances their lads their fans their team yeah know they were battered and okay we should have been 5 and up we could have been more for me, I'm not hoping I'm not being overconfident. We know that they know that. I think if we can go there and just play our normal game, we can go and we can come away victorious. As in on the night, you know, yeah, they might score, but if we can keep it tight, I'm sure we can score, and I, I'm sure we can we can progress.
2: Yeah, if in the in the sort of school of doing what your opponent doesn't want you to do, then I think you you have to put your front three. I, I, completely, I don't completely understand what what you mean, Neil, and. I think you have to go in. I think everything about this season, everything about this run, everything about what Klopp's tried to instill—the whole doubters and inter-believers thing—he's not going to want to be a doubter at this point and go, "What if we need X? What if we need Y?" Yeah. Um, I think there are ways you can you can change games with, say, someone like Solanke. I don't mean change games as in come back from three 0 down to win a game. I mean just if if the tide of it slightly turning when you you know say we've say they're two one up. Um, I think you could you could probably do something with Solanke that just allows you to, an out ball and then someone to hold it. Um, anything other than the worst-case scenario doesn't call for a Mane or a Salah to come off the bench or something like that. Um, and then the worst-case scenario isn't something I want to countenance. I think I think you'd, we'd go out there, we'd look to score, um, look to score, Two goals early, I think, because one makes somehow to me doesn't seem like it makes a much of a massive difference because you, <laughs> you, you can lose four one and 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 go out. Um, so I, I think I'd, I really want to. two is at the point in which I'd yeah, two. and I think last, restored your advantage
0: last week. We were quite comfortably the better team. There's no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being overconfident, but I I just think it was quite. I thought we were quite clearly the better team i'm 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 very confident we can go there again and uh, and and win next week and i'm comforted listening to the anfield rap every time when older people tell me <laughs> that uh having a three goal margin is is great I, I it was surprising how quickly i got scared and came out of that thinking oh we've we've got rid of two but actually <laughs> would i've taken 5-2 if it, if it had gone in a different order and if we'd have gone 2-1 2-2 3-2 4-2 5-2 i think I'm um, um, without without jinxing it, then uh, I, think, I think we'll come out of Wednesday victorious over both legs and, and, on, and on that night.
1: I think what strikes me is uh, thinking about the semi-final is how much thinking they have to do. Mm-hmm. That's one of my main things. That, that you know, We can say that our manager's in a difficult position because of X, Y and Z. Their manager has got to work out how on earth he ensures that that doesn't happen again on the one hand. Show sure them up, but also find a way to score three goals. Maybe acknowledge that I'll probably need four. Make them more solid. Work out what on earth I'm doing with Daniel De Rossi, who's an important player for this team, but who really looked his age at times the other night. I thought Strootman didn't look mobile enough. The Ny was their best one, Paul. You know, their manager, he's going, well, I started with the three... And then we looked well better with the four. But if I play the four, I'm not going to play four four two. But we look better with two up front. Okay, mm-hmm. let me. You know what I mean? He's, he really is like stretching and ripping raffa's blankets all over the place, trying to solve this one.
3: Hundred percent, that, and that's exactly why every Liverpool fan, player, and and the, the core club itself should be exactly not overconfident. I agree with you, Charlotte. But literally going into that game, going, you've got to beat us, mate, by three goals without us. Obviously three 0 or if we get to, if we get one, you have got to beat. It looking at that game last week I don't think they've got that in us I don't think that we've got that in us I think we need to play with our heads I think you know the, the times when we've had the little wobbles where we've conceded two quick goals three quick goals etc we, we haven't actually conceded three quickly we, we conceded two against West Brom Arsenal and Sevilla and then he scored later on so we've never conceded three quick goals. Oh. I don't want to concede one goal. I don't want to concede two quick goals. I think we need to play with our heads. I think you know, should they score and it might be early, let's use your brains. You've probably well, they've got the experience that now from Man City. Yes, exactly. And you know, we, we we've got to look back. I was saying to kids in school, obviously because kids like to argue, especially blues. And I was trying to be <laughs> trying to be very professional with these, these these pupils, but you know, they were coming in saying, oh they did this to Barcelona, did this in Barcelona," and I said to them, "If you said." Okay, we had a three-goal advantage over City. Okay, the away goals make it a bit different. It's it, it's three it's three goals at the end of the day. If you said to me, right, so City scored after two minutes, are you worried? Of course I am. Of course I am. Sorry, they're probably one of the strongest attacking teams in the world at the moment. Look at the highlights from the first half. If you would do a highlight package, it's the goal, it's hitting the post, and it's the offside goal. So we we although they had a lot of the ball, and they had a lot of overhit balls, they actually didn't do that much. That's against a top quality attacking team. No, and I'm not trying to disrespect Roma at all and I hope this works out, but I just don't see them having that quality. I think their quality is too concentrated. I mean, Jack is the worry because yeah. I think always
2: is, is a hat-trick type. You know, he's a player who can score a hat-trick. Yeah, uh, He scored two last night. Um, he, he, but I think that gives you a, a focus. You can say... Don't allow. I mean, I suppose you could you could say that about last week. Don't allow him um, an opportunity, and maybe that is quite in, in a in a way a useful sort of cautionary. note is it? You, you can't allow him the opportunities because he is he is um, you know he, he is a, a lethal forward. But they haven't got enough elsewhere. I think you know City had points all over the pitch. People who could hurt you. Um, Roma shouldn't God you know, shouldn't have enough um, to test us like this. And, and
0: the and the two I think the two that Roma got in a way will help. Liverpool play with their heads mm-hmm. because it's given them a it's given them a caution. It doesn't mean that they're gonna that they've got this overconfidence. Even just the one might not have been enough. The two makes them makes them nervous enough to know we've got a score. Firstly, we've got a score here, and secondly, let's keep it tight. Let's not lose our heads like we did in the last sort of couple of minutes. At- yeah.
2: Okay. Excellent stuff. Uh, Prediction, Steve, for the night on the night, Roman nil Liverpool two. Paul one three. That was mine, yeah. 1-3. Excellent
1: stuff indeed. Listen, (laughs) Liverpool go, those lads, play the biggest game of their life last Tuesday. They've got the biggest game of their life this Wednesday. Yes, they should be beating Stoke. Yes, the Champions League place is looking a little little iffier than it was. But this is people's lives we're talking about here. Liverpool are going to go to Roma and have the night of their lives to get themselves into the Champions League final. And then that becomes the biggest game of these lads' life. Sports Social Podcast Network.